worry of. Come on in. I'm making you a sandwich. <laughs> big. Big. Ooh, big. Big? All right. I'll make a big one. Big bear. Big bear. <laughs> no. True. True. Oh, dear. We're glad you're home, honey. Big bear. Chase. Big bear. Chase. What is he saying? What? Big bear. Chase me. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> good afternoon. Day. Good afternoon. day. Whatever time of day you are it's, listening. Uh, it's a Wednesday it here. It's a Wednesday here. How are you, Mr. Josh? I'm good. How are you, Fish? I am doing pretty all right. You know, I feel feel much better now that I'm up gotta, and out. I got yeah yeah outside. I, of, my bed has turned on the uh, the do not get up mode. <laughs> What's that? Well, dude, because of like the whole COVID thing, I was waking up at like nine thirty, fixing up the house, and now that I'm back to work, I'm, oh, like, yeah, I'm waking yeah. up at like one p.m., two p.m. Yeah. Like my bed like, just is not wanting me to. We kind of took that for granted, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, been... it was nice for the first couple of months. Yeah, but I'm back to work, so that's yeah, awesome. same. Me too, man. I, I think I have a new gig. I'm not going to announce it on the air, but I'll talk to you about that later. Okay, that's cool. Um, let's. Uh, did well, you watch anything recently? Well, <clears throat> I'm trying to recall if I had watched anything of any significance. I, I, um, uh, I don't believe I did. I remember just skimming a few things over the last couple of days, and I didn't. I didn't really watch much this week. So. Yeah, I've been TVing it up. I've been How I Met Your Mother. Been rewatching that, which uh, one of the actresses in this is in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. So that was kind of fun. That's cool. Uh, our movie today is The Great Outdoors, 1988. Yes, indeed. Um, 90 minutes. Not a very long movie. I always thought this movie oh, was longer. Hour and a half. It was. It went pretty quick. Uh, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, 24% Metascore. <clears throat> it had a budget of $24 million and the box office was 434 Uh This film is written by the late, great Mr. John Hughes. That's right. Uh, movies that came out in 88. Um, I was trying to think, did we do a movie from 88? I thought that uh, maybe was it one of the Munchausen was eighty eight or was that eighty nine? I don't remember. It might be eighty nine. But here's some movies that came out mm-hmm. just to jog your memory on the 80, late eighties. Uh, Beetlejuice came out that year. Yeah, Willow, Roger Rabbit, Big Ooh. Rain Man, and of course John Carpenter's They Live. Nineteen eighty eight was also the year that Metallica released Injustice for All. Fantastic album, my favorite. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, I think we did an eighty eight movie. So I think we did. talking about this. Yeah, we have to go back and look <clears throat> for sure. Um, this movie's great. I enjoy this movie. Um, great cast. We've got uh, John Candy as uh, Chet. I love John Candy. Dan Aykroyd as Roman. Um, Annette Bening's first film. Yeah, I read that too. I, think I, it was I didn't first know. First feature film. First feature film. I thought she was in like stuff back in the early 80s for some reason. I thought she was too. Uh, I was wondering. I'm like, why is she in such a small role? It's Annette Bening. And she, I, I like her in this role too because all she does is get drunk and smoke and snicker at everything. Yeah, and that? just play like this <laughs> stuck like, up Big bitch. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time you like seen this movie? Oh, I remember watching it as a kid. I Me think too. I think we had this VHS growing up. I yeah. mean, my dad was a big... I love John Candy. I love everything he does. I don't yeah. think I can name a bad John Candy movie that I've seen. 1941. Was that John? Was he in that one? With I thought that was Dan John Aykroyd. Belushi. I think so. Uh, Belushi was 1941. Was it? Yeah. 
Oh, hang on. Yeah, Belushi was the lead in 41. Because I thought... Because that was Spielberg's, like, fucking bomb of a it, film. It was Belushi. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. but... Because uh, I was torn when I chose this one. I, it was either Great Outdoors or Summer Rental because it's summertime. John Candy was in 1941. Was he? But I don't think he was a, the major role. He, he, he does play a lot of small roles in movies. <clears throat> yeah. You don't know me, the Polka King? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really big in Sheboygan. <laughs> Uncle Buck, I think, is my number one favorite of his. I, I think Uncle Buck is probably the one I haven't seen the most. Oh, really? I've seen I've seen it a few times. I definitely have, but I don't think I've seen it the most. That's the one De- I've seen the most. Delirious is probably one of my favorites. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Those uh, aren't pillows. Canadian Bacon. You look like a young Madonna. <laughs> Canadian Bacon's great, because uh, that's, that's directed by the... The Bowling for Columbine guy. Uh, Michael Moore directed Yeah, he that? directed Canadian Bacon, and he's in it, too. What? Yeah, I watched it what, last year, I think, and I was like, wait, this is a Michael Moore film? I did not know that. Yeah, he directed Canadian Bacon. <clears throat> this movie uh, is directed by uh, Howard Deutsch. Yeah, did he do anything else? Yeah, man, Howard Deutsch. Um, actually, this is the third film that, he's, that he made in uh, connection with uh, John Hughes, the first... Third movie that he, John, a little bit of, Deutsch directed, but Hughes wrote. Uh, before this, uh, Deutsch directed Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful. Those were also written by John Hughes. By Hughes, yeah. Hughes produced this too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Uh, he was going to direct, but there was some uh, scheduling conflict mm. uh, involved. And then later, I think this guy, Hughes was pushing out movies like faster than people could write postcards. What, John Hughes? Yeah. Yeah, in, in the I, 80s, he's, he's the definition of the 80s. Yeah, it's kind of like Judd Apatow today is like the defines like kind of like the two thousands sure. era. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, let's see. Uh, Deutsch also directed uh, Billy Joel's music video for "Keeping the Faith" and Billy Idol's uh, "Flesh for Fantasy." Uh, after this movie, he would go on to direct "Getting Even with Dad" with uh, Ted Danson and Macaulay Culkin. Uh, he did the sequel to "Grumpy Old Men," "Grumpier Old Men." Funny movie. Um, he did a movie called. Uh, Article 99 with Ray Liotta and Kiefer Sutherland, which I had never heard of until looking up looking up this director. I feel like I would watch that. Uh, it's about doctors and hospitals and shit. Oh, I, I like those actors. Yeah, I do too. Uh, he also directed The Replacements, which is an awesome comedy uh, football movie. Um, he did The Whole Ten Yards, and despite its name, it's not a football movie. It was a sequel to The Whole Nine Yards. The Whole Nine Yards, yeah. Uh, he did a lot of sequels. That's with um, Bruce Willis and uh, Matthew... Broderick. No, or no, no, no. Matthew uh, Perry. Matthew Perry, yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also did The Odd Couple 2 in 1998. So he did. He had a lot of sequel action in, in, in some of these movies. Um, he did lots of television with shows including Young Sheldon, most recently, the show Empire, American Horror Story, True Blood. So the guy's still working. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's been married to Leah Thompson since 1989. Really? Go yeah. you, man. Yeah, man. Leah Thompson. Landing that one in the yeah. late 80s when she was a f- total babe. Yeah, when she was coming out of Back to the Future. Like, uh-huh. What was that movie where she was just foxy as hell? Uh, Leah Thompson? Oh, uh, wasn't she in Beverly Hillbillies, the movie? Uh, did she play? Maybe. She was like the villain, villainess. Uh, I don't. Last, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Are you talking about the one with like Jim Varney and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I haven't seen that. I think Varney. she's in that because there's a scene where she's like just wearing this like negligee or something, just looking total... She keeps totally it tight. Foxy. Yeah, she keeps, keeps it keeps tight. tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what I got for him. And and there's even a few tropes or, or like director 
trademarks that like happen in this movie that I think we've seen in other John Hughes movies. Yeah, we were kind of talking about that up front. I yeah, think yeah. you mentioned that. So let's just dive into the movie. Um, yeah, it pretty much starts out Universal logo, MCA, the whole thing. Um, and we get that great song, Yaggity Yak. And I think that's I think that's one thing as a kid. There's probably like three scenes to me that are that I remember as a child always being like, this is great. And of course, the intro, you know, yeah, 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 don't come back. Yeah, it's it's a earworm, and it's uh, by the band The Coasters. And they're they're driving uh, to their vacation, which is mm-hmm. supposed to be in Minnesota, I think, right? I believe like Milwaukee area. It's never explicitly area. stated, but it's up in those northern states. Yeah, because they're from Chicago, so it's yeah. close by. Um, I want to say it's probably Michigan. And the only reason I say that is because later he tells the bear story and says it's the bald bear of Clare County, and there's only one Clare, Clare County. County. Yeah, because even in, uh, in Michigan, I think in one of the clips when Dan Aykroyd and Roman's talking about like, what do you see the lake, and he talks <clears throat> about like all the different states right. that are nearby. Yeah, um, this is filmed in um, Big Bear Lake, right? Uh, Big Bass Lake. Big Bass Lake over there's in a, California, oh, yeah, next to Yosemite. Um, that's where most of the outdoor shots were. I think the cabin was built on a soundstage. That's right. It's uh, on the a back Universal lot. Studios back lot. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it goes in. Uh, they pull up. You know, there's the family big station wagon. Really nice station wagon too. Yeah. Um, we've got the faux wood panel on the side. We've got Chet played by John Candy. We have what's his wife's name? His wife's name is Connie. Connie, and that's by Farrakay. Uh, Farrakay. Farrakay. She was. Uh, I was watching um, How I Met Your Mother, and she was in a. An episode called The Yips that I just watched recently. The Yips? The Yips. Well, the Barney, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, he he can't <clears throat> hit on women and he thinks he has the yips and he finds out that uh, <laughs> he finds out that the his first lay was like his mom's neighbor. She was called the man maker. And his oh. brother had paid her to say, like, you're the best, you're the greatest, but he was really shitty. And he and, took that with him all the way into his yeah, adulthood. Yeah, then he finds out that it was a lie. So he goes back and uh, has sex with her, and it's it's that that woman, the Pharisee. Uh, Stephanie Pharisee. Yeah. Um and then the two kids, they really weren't anything. We have uh, Buck and Benny. Yeah, Chris Young plays Buck Ripley. And, he, and he's he's the oldest of the boys. Yeah, he's ben like a teenager. is uh, Ian Michael Giotti. Uh, Chris would do a few other movies, including he was in the the, t- the TV show Max Headroom, um, which we had mentioned in our Super Mario Brothers episode because yes. those directors had worked on that show. It was a movie called Dance Till Dawn and another one called... Uh, I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, he was in PCU with Jeremy Piven. That's and a great John movie. Yeah, That's yeah. a great movie where Favreau looks like uh, the Counting Crows dude because he's got like those like really, really shitty yeah, dreads. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adam Scott or uh, Adam. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Adam D. Supposedly he slept with like a billion famous people. The dude from Counting Crows. Yeah, that's what I heard. I read an article that he was like a crazy sleep around kind of person what uh, when they adam duritz adam duritz <laughs> when they show up to the uh the, like the check-in for their cabin um they park in between two trees and they open up the doors and so we yeah. usually get that like little slapstick <laughs> comedy. as soon as they pull in the trees are not that close yeah and, and the and doors open they <laughs> open it's like oh mind the trees they all four hit one uh when they walk in there's a there's a little bit of a callback for later on there's a you know it's like look look at this the fresh air the breeze and they go in and they, like, isn't this the greatest cabin? Look, they got a, a shotgun lamp sitting in the corner yeah. there. Like, <laughs> and then there's a, it says for prompt service, blow, blow me. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's like a, like a, a like a horn. You yeah. Know? And so John Cannon, of course, tries to blow it and uh, a dog pops up, which of yeah. course my dog went fucking nuts. Oh when yeah. That happened. I bet. 
Yeah, she was not enjoying this movie. So the two people that show up after he blows the horn are Robert Prosky and Zo- Zoanne Leroy as Juanita and Wally. You don't really see Juanita much throughout the no. movie. Uh, but Wally, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was in, a lot of people see Mrs. Doubtfire. That's yeah. probably, uh, he's the guy who owns the television station that's trying to get yeah, Rob yeah, Williams yeah. to be a part. So, um, yeah, you said Prosky uh, had a bit role in Death to Smoochie, which um, we watched uh, a few months ago. Um, I he's in Death to Smoochie? He's, yeah. I'm trying to remember where he he's was. He's the guy who was like the, the executive head of the uh, of the studio. Oh, yeah, he's on the news. He's like, like we a very small role. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's on the news saying like, we're, we're all about family values. And right. Um, he was in that movie Hanky Panky with Gene Wilder, and he was also in Funny About Love, also with Gene Wilder. Uh, he was in that movie Far and Away with uh, t- uh, Tom Cruise and um, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. He was in Hoffa. He was in Last Action Hero. That's a great movie. Rudy, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, and then he passed in 2008, unfortunately. Yeah, it's weird not seeing him without that white beard. Yeah. You know, because that was kind of the iconic look. I think look. he was in Gremlins too. The second one? Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen the second one. And Zoanne uh, appeared in Flatliners, Bad Girls, and she had a bit role in The Truman Show as a bar patron. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like Flatliners. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and d- during this time, as they're talking to, as they're like getting into their house and stuff like that, we get these cut scenes of a Mercedes driving down the road. Yeah. Quick, um, quick little cuts. Yeah, to, it's like uh, quick little cuts. And, and the, the big cabin that they have, it's a really nice cabin, but uh, what did they say, Wally? <laughs> then they're like, oh, by the way, we, there was a bunch of fishermen in here. They, they caught their... Uh, like their their max amount of fish, and they're like, we spent three hundred dollars cleaning this up, yeah, not including the Lysol. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count what we spent on Lysol. And then Wally says something, but I didn't catch it. He says, "This is a loon's nest." Do you know what a loon is? And he goes, or he looks at the the youngest kid. He goes, "This is the loon's nest." That's the name of the cabin. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he looks at uh, the youngest kid, and he goes, "You know what a loon Benny, is, there, yeah. Noodlehead?" And uh, he goes, "Yeah, we got one in our family." <laughs> okay, yeah, because I think I had like stepped out for a second. <clears throat> a loon is a bird, yeah. And in Canada, uh, the the birds are featured on their one and two dollar coins. That's why they're called loonies. Loonies and toonies. The toonie is a two dollar coin. Uh, they're setting up for. They're kind of cleaning up the house. They found like a uh, you know a fish in the shower. The right the toilet seats on the front porch type of thing. And they, like, <laughs> Was really? I didn't, yeah, they said like they're like until that. we find the toilet seats. Like oh, Benny found it on the front porch. Like isn't that <clears> nice? Um, the kids are out and about doing something, and of course, uh, John Candy Chet's trying to put the moves on his yeah. on his wife, kind of slowly undressing her. And yeah, I love when he goes to take off the bra. He like cracks his fingers like, <clears throat> and it's just like a one little little hook strap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Every there's, there's, every man listening to this has knows like the different kind of straps. Like, is it a two hook? Is it a three hook? Is it oh, a one yeah. hook? Did you ever get proficient at just boom the snap? Like the snap them off. Yeah, learn that as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so during this whole thing, um, Dan Aykroyd's character Roman and his wife and daughters walk into the cabin, which was left open while they're in there. You know, hanky panky. Yeah, Roman's played by Dan Aykroyd, and yeah. his wife is played by Annette Bening. That's the, right. The two twin. He has two twins, two redheaded twins. <clears throat> um, I don't really know their names. If they did anything, I else. I, I don't think they did much yeah. after this either. So uh, he surprises them with a camcorder, filming them. You know, her half naked, and he's got the most obnoxious laugh. And I, for some reason, I've always kind of thought. My Uncle Mike reminded me of Dan Aykroyd in a little way. In this? Or not just in this, but in general. And I think it was just kind of his laugh. I remember being a kid and hearing my uncle laugh. He's the one running for sheriff right now. Mike Fisher. Yeah, he's always kind of uh, 
reminded me of Dan Aykroyd for some reason. And not for any particular role, but there's just always been something yeah, about Yeah, I was about him. to say, I was like, Dan Aykroyd's kind of a dick in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, that's that's not the reason why. I think it's just his the way he looks and sometimes his, his laugh. Kind of reminds me. They're, uh, so he catches them, they make them turn it off, and then it cuts to this scene, Dan Aykroyd and uh, so Roman and Chet, they're sitting on the <laughs> back porch overlooking the lake, and I have a little clip here for that, and you kind of get the, the dynamic between Chet and Roman. Right. That was quite a surprise. I mean, yeah, I, I, you got me. <laughs> and you, in the whole week he'll be here. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Just something. So anyway... You're an intelligent man. Thank you. Make a good living? Not bad. Get a good life. Pretty good. Answer me one question. Sure. Why the hell would you want to come up to a plant-infested no-man's land like this and live like a barbarian for a week? Ah, you wouldn't understand. Try me. I, I have great memories of this country when I was a kid, you know, and I used to come up here with my dad, and, and I want the boys to have the same memories. I would look around you, Roman. For God's sakes, this is this is this is beautiful country here. Take a good look. I'll tell you what I see when I look out there. If you want to know, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I see the underdeveloped resources of northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I see a syndicated development consortium exploiting over a billion and a half dollars in forest products. I see a paper mill, and if the strategic metals are there, a mining operation, a greenbelt between the condos on the lake and a waste management facility, focusing on the newest rage in toxic waste, medical refuse, infected bandages, body parts, IV tubing, contaminated glassware, entrails, syringes, fluid, blood, low-grade radioactive waste, all safely contained, sunken in the lake, and sealed for centuries. Now, I ask you, what do you see? I, I just see, uh, see trees. Well, no one ever accused you of having the grand vision. Nope. Maybe it's all for the best. While the ambitious scramble for wealth and power, the Chet Ripley's of the world are just able to lay back and casually stroll along life's path. I mean that as a compliment. Oh, thanks. The rest of us are all probably going to die of heart attacks and strokes long before you. <laughs> I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? Gee, just to see a bunch of people drop that you hate. You know, that would be something else, I'm telling you. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness me. I'm going to walk down Light's path right now. Ah, get barbecue going, get some hot dogs on there. Gee, Wait a minute. No way. Wait a hot shit minute. What? Rule one. No relative of mine is going to eat hot dogs as long as he's sharing my cabin. Katie! Do you sense the presence of an alien life form? You know, now you mention it, I do kind of sense something kind of strange. <laughs> So right there at the end, uh, it cuts to his two sons feeling like they're being watched. And when they turn around and see the uh, Roman's two daughters, twin daughters staring at them, that's where, where we get the Twilight Zone they, music. Yeah, they're very just deadpan through the yeah. entire movie. They're just deadpan. And uh, <clears throat> A few years before this, mm -hmm. uh, Dan Aykroyd was actually in um, the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, was he? So I think, I don't know if that was a little callback to it or, or anything. Be. And and this, this scene is really good because the dynamic between uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy is is perfect. It's believable. It sets As, up that, you know, <clears throat> the, the brother-in-law that you fucking hate that yeah. you just... And, and, and uh, he's supposed to be a big investment kind of lawyer. Right. Or not a lawyer, but an investment trader type right. of thing. And so, you know, you get you get that, that chemistry between the two and they're both expounding their 
personal philosophies about the country they see before them, and, and Roman gives this big elaborate bullshit, and Chet's, you know, just like, I just see trees. And uh, I really like these two together. Like I said before, they were in um, 1941 together. They were also in uh, the Blues Brothers. Uh, and well, yeah, because John Candy played the uh, sheriff, you know, orange lip, yeah. orange whip, three <clears throat> orange whips. And uh, nothing but trouble. Which, we, yeah, which, well. we, which I think we need to cover at some point. I know when we first started yeah. this podcast, that was one that we had listed. Um, it's a weird movie. Yeah, and also in this scene, it's a very weird movie. In this scene, um, they're they're drinking out of uh, these glasses that if you just, you know, watching the movie, you might overlook, but they're special edition Burger King promotional glassware for the Star Wars movies. Dan Aykroyd's has Jabba on it, and uh, John Candy's has, uh, I think it's either Han or Luke on it. Yeah, I couldn't tell what they were. That's that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and and also, like, watching this movie, it's been a while since I had seen it all the way through. I think I hadn't really watched it since I was probably, like, a teenager. It, it's or been about 10 years since I've seen it. And uh, I, since I have seen this, I have had the opportunity to, to go out and live and work in the great outdoors with the time I spent in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> seeing some of these scenes, like the big lake and all the trees and, and doing the tree peeping as they're doing, is what they call it up there. Are you going to do some tree peeping? Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the fishing and being on a lake and just the summertime vibe that you get from something like this. And summer, it, right? summers up north are, are fantastic because you still get, like, enough heat to want to go cool off and jump in a lake. But they're not like Florida summers. No, Florida summers are wretched. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're pretty <laughs> brutal. Horrible. But yeah, and, and I just realized as we were listening to that clip, it's a perfect time for us to cover the movie. We're, we're heading into summer. Or we are in summer. And, <clears throat> you know, we got a couple freshies here with us. And now I feel like I want to go jump in a pool. <laughs> I wish I had a pool. Yeah, we can go visit my dad's place. They they, they end up <laughs> they end up cooking um, lobsters because, uh-huh. you know, Chet wanted to do hot dogs. And, and there's a famous scene that a lot of people were commenting. I didn't. I didn't. I have a lot of clips, and I didn't, I didn't want to play all the clips because there'd be the whole damn movie. But right. there, there's a thing where they're talking, they're cooking the, cooking up the stuff, and, yeah. and Roman keeps saying he's like, you know, I, I got this big investment of twenty five grand. He keeps mentioning yeah. this throughout the movie, which will come to that. Right. But he's, you know, when they're cooking the lobsters, and he's always bragging like, you know, twenty five, twenty four dollars a lobster tail, and I mean these are big lot. Yeah, they look pick, like the ones we serve at Krabby's. Yeah, when he picked one of them up, like the whole lobster tail like fell out of the shell. I was yeah. like, I made me hungry so bad. I was like, that looks. Delicious. Do you like lobster? Yeah, I love lobster. Uh, have you had the ones we have over there? I haven't had those. It's over a forty one dollar market price yeah, fucking lobster much. tail. Yeah, but it's it's a full pound. Oh, that's lobster, nice. motherfucker! We're, it's massive. We've been trying to plan a trip to Maine for a while so we can go up there and. I personally eat don't eat lobster. I don't think it's good. Yeah, I know you, you've told me that. I don't like ocean bugs. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know the cockroach of the sea. There's yeah, a, dude. There's a point where uh, the famous the famous line is uh, he's like you know, you know Chet, what hot dogs are made. Yeah, out of? Chet wanted to make hot dogs. You know what hot dogs are made out of? Go ahead. Lips and assholes. Lips and assholes. <laughs> and he kisses his wife. Yeah, right. When you he ever notice that? Oh, yeah, he does. He's like, that. I like lips, and he like plants one on. Chet's oh, he kisses, wife. yeah. And I was like, What are you doing? This oh, another thing too, because like, she's the lips and he's the asshole. Maybe ah, uh, that's fun. But also, like, eighties movies did a lot of weird shit. Like, like people don't do that in the real world, and and it always made me like wonder, like, so why? And that Benning and them, like, oh. it, they're supposed to be sisters, right? Yeah, you, we never get that feeling. I feel no, like no. It, you know it's like their uncle. I well, it wasn't until later that I, I realized that they were sisters and that yeah, that Chet and, and brother-in-laws. Brothers yeah, because yeah. you never really get that right off the bat. There's kind of no. a little bit of a hole there. 
and they, yeah. they're, they're eating their lobsters and they're talking about you know tomorrow they're going to rent a pontoon boat they're going to yeah. cruise around the lake very slow bring a grill out stuff like that and of course roman's like fuck that shit we're gonna we're gonna get a drag we're boat. gonna get a yeah we're gonna get a jet ski a jet boat you yeah. know and of course the kids kind of outvote that they want the yeah. jet boat um i, I really do mm-hmm. uh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead finish up no no you're fine i was just continuing the story you got something to go I I was uh, thinking of something that's actually a few steps ahead. So finish okay. your, your point there. So uh, and then after they're done eating, they're all kind of like, let's play a game. So they're playing Monopoly. They're reading. Chet yeah. is slowly turning off the lights because uh, he's about to tell a story. And I have <laughs> yeah. the whole I have the whole story. It's I'm like, glad it's, you do. It's all like right. I think it's like five minutes or something. But it's it, this is pretty much a, a big deal in the movie. Um, he's turning off the lights and he's like, hey, I, I got to tell everyone a story. And here's a little clip of it. Awesome. And I'll grab another beer while we play it because it's a little bit long. Sweet. I'm trying to read here. Yeah, I'm reading the Lost Sorry, Report. sorry. I, I think I have to uh, tell you this story. A story that might save your lives since we're up here in the North Woods. I know the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> no, this is uh, a bear story. A true bear story. See, Connie and I honeymooned up at this very same lake. Big spender. We stayed at my uncle's cabin. Uncle George? Yeah, that's right. One night we were getting ready for bed, and we heard this terrible noise out by the trash cans. You remember? And uh, I went downstairs to check it out, looked out the window, and there was the biggest, baddest bear in the North Woods. Sure, Dad. No, it's true. It's true. This bear was over eight feet high with big white teeth, fangs, stained pink from whatever it killed before it got to our cabin. It was frightening. Ah, frightening. The paws on this thing were immense. Ah. With big black claws, razor sharp, like uh, Freddy Krueger. Ah! Ah! <coughs> oh, worse, worse, worse. This- this wasn't a movie. This was happening. This was now. This was right in front of me. And all that separated me from that bear was a pane of glass. Honey, honey, maybe we shouldn't tell this story right now. Mom, Mom, it's no, fine. No, no, no. I'm it's thinking fine. about nightmares. No, no. They have to hear this. Like I say, it might save their life one day. Now, I saw that bear. It saw me. Hungry. Hungry for blood. Human blood. You see, once a bear gets a taste for blood, it craves it. It needs it. It will do anything it can to get it. That bear had become a man-eater. Our eyes locked. My heart was pumping. Pump, 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 pump. I 
ran into the living room. I grabbed the shotgun off the mantel, turned around, and there was that bear right in the window. Its breath was fogging up the glass. And suddenly, it let out this god-awful roar. It started smashing on the walls. And the pots of pants started rattling. And the walls started shimmering. And the floorboards started lifting. I knew then that it was either the bear or your mom and I. So I raised the rifle, I took aim, and I fired. Wasted her? No, Benny, Benny, Benny. A shotgun's not gonna kill a monster bear like that. Well, what happened? The buckshot shaved the hair clean off the top of its head. Yeah, it ran off. We never saw it again. Oh, I hear from my uncle every now and then. And he'd tell us about the bald-headed killer bear that was roaming about the area. The bald-headed killer bear of Clare County. Is she still around? Oh, oh no, 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 that bear's gone. No. Eh, she may be out there. <sighs> Crazy, bloodthirsty as ever. So when you go to bed tonight, if you hear a noise, whatever you do, don't look out the window. Because it's my I'm half drunk here, Chet. What are you trying to do? Give me nightmares for a month? Come on, romance. I can't believe you, Dad, all right? Oh, Benny, Benny, honey. Thank you. See, you know, I'm 25 pounds overweight. I don't need a blast to the ticker like that. I felt my plaque start flowing again. Really inappropriate, Chet. What? So I I do want to say that the... The bear in this film is a very famous bear. His name is Bart the Bear, uh-huh. and he's been in over 14 different movies. Oh, wow. He also was a presenter at the Oscars at what? one point. Um, he's a bear most of you have seen in movies, so Legends of the Fall, The Edge. Oh. Um, he was also in La- uh, Labatt Blue commercials, Kodiak, because he is in Alaska. Of course Alaska he'd be Kodiak in Labatt's Blue commercials. <laughs> um, he was in the, so he was in The Edge. He was in Mr. Deedles. He was in uh, Legends of a Fall, Homeward oh, Bound, man. The Incredible Journey, All White Fang, uh, The Bear, The Great Outdoors, Benji the Hunted, The Clan of the Cave Bear, and Windwalker. Uh, he lived to be 23 years old. Wow. Uh, his trainers lived in um, Utah, which okay. uh, I was trying to figure out where it was, but they said it earlier. That's great. Uh, in Heber City, which is actually really close to where my wife used to live. Heber's okay. like 20 minutes down the road. Um, Fantastic. So he was probably the most uh, prominent uh, bear in films, really. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I bears... Um, he's a big motherfucking bear. Fucking huge, <laughs> huge animals. And... And I know they can be trained, but you know they're still they're still animals with you know instincts, like the whole. Remember Grizzly Grizzly Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A documentary where the guys like living among these wild grizzlies, and then one day they fucking eat him. Um, and I believe it's a Werner Herzog movie. Um, there is a Bart Bear too, and I don't know if that's his kid. <clears throat> There's another one that was born in 2000, oh. like right after he died. So I don't know if they just got another bear and named it oh. Bart Bear too, but. Well, in this uh, this scene, there's uh, flashbacks, and John Candy in the flashback, he's wearing a uh, Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah, and he's got the glasses. And- for the album Blues for Allah. Oh, nice. And yeah, the glasses and his hair were intentionally supposed to make him look like John Hughes. 
Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, you're right. Because his hair is kind of in his face a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And John Candy just has that great facial features where he's looking out the window. The I love he's the, just I love the way he uh, emotes and expresses and even delivers his lines because his comedy was never about these big like yuck 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 no, bad not at jokes all. are real subtle. I've always liked that about him, uh, especially you know he is Uncle Buck. In, yeah. in pretty much everything. He's the uncle that you want. He always he plays a character that you yeah. can relate to and you you want to sit down and listen. Yeah. To John totally. Candy. And I've always wondered if he's uh if he, or even just now I was wondering he's done a lot of like comedic movies, but has he ever done anything uh, more on the dramatic side of things? I think in he, his earlier career he did some some horror stuff like did he, really? he did some kind of like murder clowns in the late 60s. What? Oh, I got to look that up. Yeah. I, I know he worked with Dan Aykroyd, not only just on those previous movies, but he was with Second City uh, oh, definitely, and yeah. SNL. Yeah, Second City was a big deal for him because yeah. that's where, I mean... I was in Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, because it was... It's Is a, he Canadian? Yes, John okay, Canadian. Okay, Canadian. Right. Yeah, so it's it's on the line of the Chicago... It's yeah. on that border type of thing. So and, that's where we got like Rick Moranis and all that. Yeah, people. and I know John Hughes is a big Chicago guy, and that's why pretty much all of his movies center around people from or live in Chicago. <clears throat> and uh, uh, the which bear, is great because I'm a huge... Bears and Cubs fans. So what's up? The bear was eighteen hundred pounds. By the way, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's a big fucking bear. And there's also there was also a couple of scenes in this movie that made me think, uh, uh, no, <laughs> that, that's not how you want to deal with a bear. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Fuck. I had so many like frightening horror stories uh, when I was in Alaska about people encountering bears or, or how one should deal with it. Even the people that live in major cities in Alaska are still at risk. One of the summers I was up there, <clears throat> this woman was just simply jogging outside of her neighborhood and got mauled by a grizz Jeez. and killed. Just just jogging. Were there like cubs the nearby or something like Possibly. that? Possibly. That's really yeah. one of the only ways. It's usually like the, I always hear about tourists getting mauled. It's mostly because they see bear cubs and they're like, I won't go play with it. And then mama that, comes by and it's like, that fuck that you. They try and to like, feed them too, which yeah. is another thing. Like uh, he fucking puts a zagnut on, on the <laughs> Yeah, they were coming the up hood. to that one. Which is also the same candy bar that uh, Beetlejuice used in the in the movie of the same They year. still make Zagnuts. Really? Yeah. Man, the, the worst thing you can do when encountering a bear is run from it. Yeah, no. And I've also heard, like, when they say do the fetal position, which we're no. going to... No, because we're going to talk about the, the a clip <laughs> where the bear is stomp, stomping him. Okay, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll come back to the bear stuff. Um, After this story, of course, he freaks out the kids. Um. Chet goes up and talks to Benny, the youngest of his kids, and he's kind of he's kind of explaining, like being yeah. very fatherly, yeah. explaining the story that everything's okay. And, and <laughs> uh, Roman, Roman, Roman overhears it, right? Yeah, Roman overhears it. And he's like, "Oh, I guess I got to go talk to my go. kids." <laughs> which I didn't. In. I should have grabbed that clip, and I didn't. He walks in all formal, like he's at a meeting, yeah, and he's, he's like, like uh, "Good evening, good evening, children." How you doing? And the girls are, you know, just deadpan and he's like you know uh the uncle chet story that's nothing uh yeah. the, everything's fine because when i was a kid my uncle told me a story about uh, a crazy <laughs> maniac that escaped yeah, from a mental, mental hospital and like, slaughtered a family <laughs> so don't think about that and don't think about bear stories hey love you good night <laughs> i just loved his his intro to his own children good evening good how e you doing <laughs> like what the fuck dude and they, they go to bed and then the next morning when they wake up the kids the his twin daughters roman's twin daughters they're still uh -huh. awake yeah, Just they are. They're still, they're still eyes open. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 I think. Oh, in that that night, uh, this is when we meet the raccoons for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and, and this I is thought, a weird thing. I, yeah, I never really understood it. There's these raccoons, which is like a baseline behind, like boom, 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 boom. And the raccoons have subtitles. They're like, oh, goddamn, yeah, they're Northerners. They have the best stuff. subtitles. What does he say? He's like, uh, oh, they got a, they got Illinois plates, mom. Like a fucking raccoon would know about how the DMV works. 
And, and one of them says, if they're from Chicago, we'll be eating good, which is, I think it was a strange choice. Uh, like deep dish pizza or something? Or? Uh, Chicago dogs, deep dish pizzas, yeah. uh, smash burgers. There's a lot of good food coming out of Chicago. Smash I won't deny these, these raccoons know what's up. Um, it's morning time. They're, they're going out to the boats, and uh, Bucky, or Buck, wants to go out on Buck. the town. You know, he's a teenager. Yeah. You know, he wants to go get his dick wet, pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Um. Yeah, because he says, don't, don't, Jesus he's like, Josh. <laughs> it's true. No, yeah, you're right. But it, it, no, I love. He's Jeez. like, he's like, are you sure you want to go out? You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to take a ride on suck I'll, my I'll wake. Suck my wake. Yeah. He's like, yeah. If you meet any friends, come back and we'll get my ride and suck, <laughs> suck my, my wake. So uh, <clears throat> Chet is in this uh this speedboat, which is like a tiny little speedboat, <laughs> and just yeah, it's pretty small. Just John Candy sitting in this speedboat with this giant engine. And it's in neutral, and of yeah. course he's like trying to sh- uh, Roman shout, "It's in neutral!" When he puts it in gear, this makes me cringe. Anyone who's it? ever, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyone who's ever ridden a boat or like had to dock a boat or and pull it's a, a boat, rental, too? it's a rental. Yeah, he pushes a gas and it goes on the boat ramp like the cement. So you hear that? Yeah, he beaches it oh. basically. He runs it aground. <clears throat> Did you, uh, there's also I don't know if it was used in this scene. <laughs> But there's a song in the soundtrack called Drag Boat, done, performed by a band called the Elwood Blues Review. Oh, nice. So do you think it was Dan Aykroyd? I don't know if the band... I'll, I'll look that up. ...is Dan Aykroyd. Um, but Dan Aykroyd did play Elwood in the Blues Brothers, so I don't know if there's any connection there with him personally, but uh, unless it was just a choice to connect it to Dan Aykroyd. Um, um, that and they have a bunch of these... Uh, while you look that up, I'll continue talking about the lake scene. So they have a bunch of hijinks other than that. Uh, there's a skiing scene where where John's talking to, or I'm sorry, Chet is talking to his son, uh, who's played by Ian Giotti, and he's like, um, you know, you gotta you gotta hold the the rope like this, make sure you bend your knees. If you run into trouble, you gotta let go of the rope. Uh, and there's, I remember thinking in this scene, there's a whole lot of profanity for an '80s family movie, and I guess a lot of them, a lot of '80s family movies had like more profanity than we were really. Even notice they don't say like fuck or anything. No, like that, they say damn shit, shit bitch, yeah. shitload, bastard. And this is this is rated what PG? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, I did find out that the name of the lake they're on is the Potowato Minimac. Potowato Winamac. Potowato Minimac, which I think is a, is a fictional name, obviously, but I think it's playing on words like. Potomac or Minimac or Manitoba. Does like does like does the AC at those things mean like body of water? Because you you always like funny. like Winnipeg like Minimac. It's like funny I you was, should say that. I was that wondering about that because in Alaska, and this is my only like real experience with mm-hmm. this kind of you know living in these in these types of places. When you go to Alaska, most of the rivers' names end in NA. Like so, you have. Susitna, Klutina, yeah. Golkana, Soldatna, uh, and in the tongue of the native Alaskans, the Na indicates river. Okay. So yeah, there could be some I don't know if like maybe Nak means lake or body maybe, of water or something. Maybe, because isn't there a Manitowoc County in... Wasn't that where Making a Murderer uh, uh, took place? I haven't seen it. Up there in some of those, those northern states. There. Yeah. And so um, so they have the, the, the big skiing scene where the, the stunt work where, where John can it's a fun scene like there's no clips for that because it's yeah because he's <clears throat> it's he's, all he's trying to teach work, Benny yeah. how to how to ski and then he kind of says oh well, I think he was he's doing ready to something go. and they're like oh look he's saying go and yeah. they fucking take and off I love how the, the, the boat has a gas pedal 
Oh yeah, instead of a thing, instead of like an actual like throttle. <laughs> is that is that how most boats are? I've never seen one with a gas pedal. I heard they're out there, but I'm like yeah. most of them are just you know. Like I haven't the, been on a boat in a, a while. Throttle. Uh, and, and as they're as they're going through the water, he keeps saying, "You bastard, <laughs> you bastard, to Roman." And there's what's he saying? Whoever did the skiing and that did a great job. Yeah, like the because I mean he, he was of course he was in like a fat suit. And, yeah, you could tell like but the man's like he's like falling on the ground and so, I mean there's a couple spinning. cut scenes but some of them like he falls he spins he gets back up like this is a pretty trained he's probably Cypress Gardens kind of shit <laughs> holy <laughs> shit speaking of okay speaking of old school uh, theme parks from the area yeah um, <clears throat> talking about that bear made me think of the old animal training show they used to have at Universal remember that shit yeah I thought it was still there the, the what, are you talking about like the bird the bird show. It, not, it wasn't just birds. They'd have like dogs and and like snakes and bears and. I don't remember bears. I remember like the the bird show. I don't remember that bird, was over the bears. The, it was like specifically. It, but it was it was before you went to like the kids land. Yeah. And before you went to Back to the Future, it was like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think they still have the bird. That, is that, that is the that animal show? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I remember that uh, quite quite. Well. I mean, I remember when Bush Gardens was actually like a fucking animal sanctuary. They still that had ro- that had zoo, roller man. coasters. It was more of a zoo when I was a kid. Now, oh, they've now it's a like lot of stuff. roller coasters. Yeah, you'd walk by and be like, "Look, there's a tiger, dude!" Some of those coasters are still they still slap. I don't, I don't ride Love roller it. coasters. Oh man, yeah, no, no, dude. Is, if is we, it, if is we, it like a motion sickness thing? It's a, it's a, if my stomach goes to my chest type of thing. It's, it's not that I get like queasy. I just, yeah. I am afraid of like falling. It's the G force is what oh, messes me okay. up. Okay, I'll get a headache. If we ever go to theme parks, just Megan will ride that shit with you. Oh hell yeah! All right, cool. Um, I mean, shit, I'll ride it myself. So uh, the next, like, after all that stuff, um, Chet wants to go home because of Roman. He's, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. packing his shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. And then, like, him and his wife kind of make up. And doesn't he, like, fake strangles her at one point? Yeah, or, yeah. Like, they, they have, I like the, the scene, too, because, like. They have, like, a good, they have a good family, ma, like, a husband-wife dynamic. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good scene. She she plays it well. Because, like, she starts saying, oh, uh, Roman's got uh, goat cheese pizza. And he's like, what, what, what would you say? Would you say? She goes, pizza. 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 Her goat. No, no, no. Her goat. No. She kept kept <laughs> leaving. Going, pizza, no, no, no. no, 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 no pizza. 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 <laughs> and uh, I think it, it actually doesn't. Even, you don't even see the pizza or anything. It just cuts to them all going out to. Well, well, Wally. Wally shows up because he found Roman's kids. Oh, he's that's like, hey, right. He's like, hey, Roman, you need to look after your kids. I yeah. found him over by the old mine. Yeah. You know, because kids like to go over there and hear their echoes. And he's like, yeah. I don't, he's I don't like, want to tell you what the I don't want to tell you what the teenagers doing, doing there. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, oh yeah buck and benny are at the pool hall oh well they go right? to before the pool hall they go to that birthday celebration for that old man who's like a centenarian or something you turn like 109 real short scene and and the uh john candy's character has them all get in close and take a photo with the old man <coughs> and it turns out he's dead so they all freak out and run away and he's like go wash up go oh wash up. yeah 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 and then it cuts to benny and uh buck at a pool hall yeah it's and, like a like uh, a kids hangout and he's like going to shoot like buck is trying to like shoot pool and there's a girl behind him yeah uh, her name is cammy i don't think we really yeah. need to talk about the actress i don't think she did anything. she didn't do a whole lot she was in uh um, she looks really familiar but i think all 80s her name, actresses did her name is lucy deacons and she was in a film called little nikita with uh sydney poitier and uh River Phoenix. Nope, don't know. Um, and I think she was another one in 1986 called The Boy Who Could Fly, and that's about it. Like she really didn't do didn't uh, do much much else. After she's that. cute. I mean, she's got like that 80s cute. teenage look. She got the 
80s 80s teenage look. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's that look like? Uh, it, and Buck Buck's trying to like you know shoot his pool stick, and his pool stick goes under her like by the crotch. So kind of yeah, like he kinda, threads it right between her legs. You know what I'm saying? He accidentally and slips his cue. He's between. like, I'm sorry. She like pushes him and runs away, pretty much. Well, she like turns and flips the pool cue away. Yep. And if you look closely, there's this that low brick wall behind them with a bunch of graffiti art on it. Mm-hmm. There's a reference to surf Nazis must die. Like seriously on the wall. It says surf Nazis for sure. You can definitely read that. And then it has the wave with the with the dude. Oh, like, I didn't even surfing. notice. It was so quick. And that movie came out like a year before. And that was a trauma film. Which I probably will talk about in Zach's exploitation. Of course, yeah. yeah. We need to. You need to do another one of those episodes. I got so. one ready. I just gotta <clears throat> find the time. Just gotta get the time. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I'm trying to read. I can't Buck read my own handwriting. Cammy. Uh, like the next day, I think I. I think I might have skipped. Oh no! Over yeah. A few no. Things. Yeah. This is a so. Uh, uh. Benny and Chet go out to, to the the bear. The bear. Watch, right? Like <clears throat> you can go feed the bears or watch the bears. It's 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 also another bad idea. Never feed bears. Yeah, it's like bears at a junkyard, pretty much. It's like a landfill or something. And so yeah. he starts throwing out Zagnut bars to try to get them closer. And of course, the bear gets on top of his car. Yeah. And like, and like everyone else is just looking at him. So in, in when I was in Alaska, uh, they, there are places known as feeding stations mm, okay. where they set up. Just like the waving bears in <clears throat> Washington. What? You never seen that video? I think it's in Washington. They have like, wait, they're called the waving bears. You drive by and the bears will just sit there and they wave at you. What? No, I didn't know. Yeah, didn't yeah know look it up. That. It's really cool. Okay. So when you're, when you're out there, like, well, obviously the, the bears in this movie are eating trash. And I think it was just for the, you know, for the dramatic effect uh, in the movie, but. And bears will go after trash. So <clears throat> whenever you're like out and about, this is another part of like bear awareness of how to avoid, you know, becoming a, having a bear as a problem is uh, sometimes they'll set up out in the woods, they'll set up these feeding stations, which will intentionally draw bears to them mm. so that they'll stay away from, from suburbans. Okay. Gotcha. Or, or people who are out and about. And if you have, let's say you are camping and you're in a place where bears could be. Yeah. It's best to string up your food, somewhere else hide it keep your food at least away from their tent or you know hang it up a little higher so, yeah so if they if they go to grab it they're not destroying your tent while you're sleeping or right? or potentially mauling you um and and so those feeding stations are there just to uh keep them from you know terrorizing or, or doing anything you, else to anyone you, else you saying hanging up the food remind me of the movie <laughs> the edge with this bear yeah with the same bear <laughs> yeah great movie too it's we a great probably film. talk about that sometime. and where they hang up like the, the bloody clothes he's like go bury these and doesn't do it he like hang yeah. it on a tree limb yeah and then, like the bear comes you know what i think i saw at the edge the first time in my first summer in alaska oh, it's a great movie fantastic dude that, that bear was frightening yeah it was, was the, bear, it, the bear was pretty was, frightening i wonder if that movie. bear that, did Bear ever win an award or something? He should have. He should have. Um, I have yeah. a little clip after after the whole bear feeding thing. Um, Buck finds that girl, Cammy, and I have a little clip of it because it's part of the story, and I want to kind of just show the uh, the awkward teen eighties. Okay. Yeah, because this. this this subplot went nowhere. Yeah, you really get nothing from it, and uh, here it is. Knock knock. You. Uh didn't give me a chance to apologize. Can I sit down? I don't own the park. Oh. Look, um... I just got here. I'm from Chicago. Chicago. Gina. Look, it's no big trick, dude. Live all your life in this town, it becomes like second nature. I guess this means that 
I met my first local. You don't know how local I am. <laughs> you know... It's, uh... It's a really beautiful town. I mean... It's a it's... hole in the earth. Look, why don't you just save your breath? I'm not a tourist attraction. What did I do? I love that thing where it's, I'm not a tourist attraction. And when we were watching it, I looked over at my roommate, Jay, and I was like, I'm not a tourist attraction, but it's five tickets, and you've got to be this tall to ride this ride. Yeah, <laughs> and he is a tourist, and he's awfully attracted. Yeah. Uh, I think before this scene, we kind of skipped over, there's like a small little montage of them doing fun stuff, like riding go-karts where he gets smacked in the face by oh, a golf yeah, ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the horse, oh, no, the horseback riding is coming up. Any, we're not there yet. Trust I, me, we're not there yet. Uh, we're not there yet. I don't know. We're not there yet. Because after know. this, because after this, Chet and Buck, uh, father, son, go on the rowboat. Chet gives him the ring, says, like, this was my father's ring. They have, like, a nice heartfelt moment. Okay. And and then... Um, <clears throat> I I don't know. For some reason, I have... Yeah, and, and, then, and then the next day, Buck finds the girl at, where she's working at A&W. And yeah. she's like, oh, my God, this is great. I get off, you know, we can hang out. And then we get to the golf oh, go-kart okay. right. scene. All right, then I, I, uh, I got ahead of myself there. Okay, yeah. you're right. All right, go ahead. Yeah, th- there's a fun little thing where, you know, you have a heart-to-heart dad moment with Buck and Chet. Yeah, And he, right. g- he gives him his father's ring and... And they're, you know, they're on the rowboat, which I think is funny when he's like, when they get in the rowboat, uh, John Candy's like, you know, and you can row. And I was like, oh man, that's a, <laughs> that's a heavy boat. Um, yeah, no kidding. That's a heavy boat. I mean, hey, come yeah, on, everyone knows John Candy is not a tiny he's man. A big boy. And, uh, you know, even then, I think Chet makes the joke. He's like, we're not going to kiss under the moonlight, are we? And you know, what's funny is like earlier in that scene with him and uh, Dan Aykroyd, he's like, some of us are going to fall over from like heart attacks and strokes. And yeah. A few years later. That's exactly what killed John Candy. Yeah, 1994. Attack. Yeah, he was yeah. filming Wagons East, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, he died during that. It was sad. Real he died sad. at he 46. Like 43. 43. Um, yeah, and then <clears throat> Buck goes out to find the cami girl, and she That's works right. at an A&W. That's right. And also... It took me a second, because I'm like, orange shirt, drive-in, yeah. until I saw like a root beer sign. I was like, it's an A&W. And then I saw her shirt. What's super cool is before A&W's got real big again... Like mm-hmm. in the 2000s here, you started seeing more of them pop up. Back we used in, to have one in town. Yeah, it, did. it didn't last very long. No, no, it didn't. Because there was one that opened at Old Town. It's still it was, there. It's still there? The it's A&W's still, still there? Yeah, it's still there. Wow. <clears throat> Back in like 1998, I was visiting my grandmother in, uh, my grandparents rather, in Spring Lake, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this stuff in this movie reminds me of that summer. Hanging out there on their in their house, which they had a, a house at the top of a hill, and then down the hill was this other cabin uh, with with lake access. <clears throat> so we'd go out in the pontoon and stuff. And uh, every time we would go into town, um, into Peoria, uh, or whatever the town was, um, there was an A and W drive-in, and I and it was my first time ever seeing. And this is the A and W from like the sixties. Yeah, yeah. No, like this is an actual. It's like it's like what. Sonic tries to do now is, but right. that's like an original. Yeah, yeah, I know. What you're and about. I remember having an OG like A and W drive-in hot dog and a root beer. Delicious. They are wonderful. And actually, I learned later that they're they're more prominent in Canada. A and W's really? Yeah, A and W drive-in or A and W just fast food restaurants yeah. are, are like real prominent in they're Canada. Good. I mean, just uh, the one. I think the one the most one I've been to is the one in Old Town, which is yeah. I mean, it's not that. And great. what's funny too is like their their signature burgers are called like the Papa Burger and the Mama Burger, 
the kitty burger or, or the junior or the sister or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like all family oriented. Yeah, that. and I remember stopping at one. I mean, the root beer floats. I mean, that's really what you yeah. go for. And that maybe some cheese curds or something. Oh yeah, you get the curds for sure. And I remember, I remember stopping at one in uh, somewhere out in bumfuck nowhere, uh, British Columbia. When I was driving through Canada, driving through the BC, on my way up to Alaska in 2011, yeah. So AWs are red. Uh, Buck finds the girl at the restaurant because uh, she says, uh, it, "Like," and he's like, w- "You know, uh, when do you get off?" And she's like, "I don't know." At this time, she's like, "Can we hang out?" I was like, "If you can find me." So she's yeah. playing the whole hard to get uh-huh. type of thing, and then that's when we go to this little montage of them having fun. Uh, Roman's playing golf. Uh, Chet and the kids are on go-karts. Yeah. Uh, Chet gets hit in the face by a golf ball. <laughs> uh, they, they do horseback riding, um, which uh, Chet's in the back, and he's riding the horse. And the horse bites his ankle, and he's like, you know what? He gets down, yeah. tries to like lead it. It won't go yeah. anywhere. So he goes to grab a switch. He's like, I don't want to do this, but I'm yeah. gonna have to. And the horse, and then the takes, horse off. takes off. And then 10 minutes, you know, like, so- <laughs> and then later you see Chet kind of... <laughs> Yeah, he catches up to everybody, like, sitting, oh, there he is. Yeah, and he's like, Roman Roman says to him, um, and there's a lot of little subtle lines that, that don't, I think you'll miss if you're not paying attention, and one of the lines he says to him when uh, Chet shows back up, yeah, he's like, where's that ball-slapping nag of Did yours? Did you eat the horse? <laughs> Did you yeah. eat it? Yeah. <laughs> ball-slapping, he said. <laughs> uh, Dean Aykroyd does such a good job in this. Yeah, and then uh, I guess it, it, we go, we you know, move forward a little bit, and Connie and Buck uh, meet up at the fair. You know, and it's just a brief scene too. It's just them seeing each other, and then it, and then it cuts to yeah, Chet and uh, Roman in a bar. At a bar, and I have a little clip of this at the bar. There's a couple little things. I have a clip where we meet, uh, not really an important character, but a fun no. character. And uh, here's a little clip of that. And uh, this clip talks about the bar character. We also get some stuff from um, Annette Benning and. So basically, Roman and Chet's wives, and also yeah, Kate and Connie, and also uh, Buck and uh, the girl. So and Cammy. So here we go. How you doing? Well, well, well. It ain't, 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 there's quite a hairdo you got going there, Rich. You don't have a neo-skunk thing? Or? Roman, what are you doing? Well, he's got the hair. Well, you don't have to say anything. His hair turned white because lightning hit him. Yeah. He's been struck by lightning. How many times is it now, Rich? Six. Six. Six times. Six. 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 times. God, that's got to hurt. Yeah, you'll never meet a guy more tuned into the barometric pressure than Reg is. Yeah. You see him running like hell for home. You head for cover. Right, Reg? Hey, buddy, you pay for the drinks. I gotta go to the John and be right back. Gonna introduce Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. Urinal Cake. Oh, jeez, Roman, you have to... <laughs> what I really want to say is... Thank you. This is very important to Roman and me. I miss you, Connie. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's so lonely being wealthy. Hmm. I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I mean it, honey. <laughs> I mean it, it is lonely. He works terrible hours, travels. There'll be times we'll go a month without going to bed together. Really a month? That long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I think the only way I'll get any pleasure is by leaning against the washer during the spin cycle. Does that really work? Have you ever seen whiter whites? <laughs> when do you go back to Chicago? Um, three days. You know, I've never had a boyfriend for longer than two weeks. Get out of here. That's why I was such a bitch to you that first night. No. You I kind of faded down there. Um, the bartender in that scene that goes, have you met this guy? His name yeah. is Herm. Um, his real name is actually Louis Arquette. That's David Arquette's father. What? Um, he's Because I, I, I saw him and I was like, man, that guy looks really familiar. And he's, he's been in a few things. Uh, I remember him from Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Um, he was also in The Waltons. He was in Scream 2. The Little, Waltons. He was in The Waltons. Uh, Scream 2. He was in Ready for Ready to Rumble. Oh, he is? He's been, yeah, he's been he's in Out Cold. Uh, oh, which is a fun love movie. Love that movie. Uh, best in show. He's done a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, that's David Arquette's father. Yo, hit the oh my god. Oh, I don't even know where it's at. Is it? Wait, let me have to repeat it. It's David Arquette's father. Oh my god. There yeah. we are. <laughs> he doesn't even look like David Arquette whatsoever. No. Oh, you mentioned like two really great movies. I know we talked about. Really I have Out Cold. I mean, it, Out Cold is awesome. Every winter, I watch. I usually watch Out Cold and. Um, <clears throat> oh my god! It's killing me the john cusack one the skiing one uh the fuck what can i think uh, it'll come to me in a minute ice harvest no no it'll come to me in a minute how cold we need to do this winter uh and then they go to uh they uh yeah we 60 yeah 66 times let's go struck by lightning uh in the in the scene too there's like sometimes there's like these neon beer signs like on the wall and uh more than once you'd see uh a sign for point beer um, which is a very popular beer in uh, northern Wisconsin. Uh, it's a uh, Better Off Dead. Was the movie I was talking about. Uh, That's okay. like my winter movies. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we haven't got to the bat scene. So yet. then, uh, yeah, I think the bat scene's right after the teenage romance in the boat. Yeah, right? Buck and the girl make out. Yeah, and then they're back in the cabin, and um, uh, oh, Roman's wife is screaming. It's like, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, it touched me, and of course, He's Roman's like, like touch a different twelve years. years. <laughs> yeah, you never had a problem with it. And then we find out there's a bat, and then hilarity ensues for that. Uh, there is a lining kugels sign hanging above up. the door. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I never knew lining kugels was a beer till I was probably, I was probably in my twenties. I think I was in my yeah nineteen twenty because someone's like, do you want a lining kugel? It's like a summer blend. Yeah, yeah. And I think the one I had it, it tasted like fruity pebbles or something. And I was like, yeah. this is okay. The regular lining kugel kind of is like the yeah blueberry. I had never had one. Oh, so I was like, oh, they've been around that long. And uh, <laughs> Jason's like, yeah, lineys, man, they've been around forever. I was like, oh, okay. Lining kugel is huge in that part of the country. In fact, uh, summer shandies are quite good. Uh, they and end up getting the bat. You know, they're they're dressed up in like war gear. And they got baskets and baskets like hockey and gear, hockey gear and cross nets. Of and course, stuff. John Cannon gets smacked in the face. Yeah. And and this this made me think of the squirrel scene in uh, Christmas Vacation, also written by John Hughes, and and it just makes me feel like he kind of reuses ideas for different scripts because they're they work. I mean, if it works, a why lot not? Of the, yeah, well, yeah, for sure, but it's a way to pad the runtime to create like another scene just to, you know, here's another five to 10 minutes or however long the scene is just to pad the runtime a little bit because he kind of, he kind of does that with other tropes in his movies too. There's always some kind of like teenage romance. Um, 
which went nowhere. Everybody's always from like from Chicago. Yeah, he's there's a big, always he's, there's always a jerk well, off. He's from Chicago, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah he is. Did he, he is. do Ferris Bueller also? Uh, I don't know. Um, but and there's always like some jag off like brother in law like cousin Eddie, yeah. you know, and like shit like that. It, it's just kind of a it just seems to be sort of trademarks of his style. I love Christmas Vacation. I do too. Did you Is bring that, a cat? <laughs> she wrapped up her damn cat. <laughs> um, Grace, she died twenty years ago. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Bucky meets uh, with Cammy again. He says he'll meet her at 8 p.m. at the bait shop. Right. Very important. Don't want to be late for that. No, don't be late for but the bait. guess what? He's going to be late because they all go out to dinner at mm-hmm. Paul Bunyan's cabinet. That's right. Paul Bunyan's cupboard. Cupboard. It was a cupboard. Um, I'm sorry. Which cupboard. I think could be like a little homage to a real place called Paul Bunyan's Cook Shanty in northern Wisconsin. Nice. I would like to go there. Especially I would, too. I guarantee they probably have shirts for this. I mean, They don't have an old 96er, but the uh, the bar and restaurant and lodge where a lot of this movie was filmed is called Ducey's Bar and Grill mm-hmm. over in northern California. And uh, shortly after filming this, especially the, the scene at the end when they're dancing, yeah, that's yeah. within the actual bar because you see like the service station with the two... Uh, the server's like service station at the bar. <clears throat> After filming, the bar burnt to the ground. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and they rebuilt it. What, did Dan Aykroyd just go like, fuck the uh, shit, aliens, know. and this caught it on fire? <laughs> it was, uh, I, I'm not sure. It was a gas It was a gas fire or something. Uh, but it rebuilt it, and if you visit it now, it's full of like posters and memorabilia oh, from the movie. Why so not? That's That would be the place to go, not Paul Bunyan's. Well, I mean, if we go out there, you go stay at the Big Bass Lake and then swing by there and have some, some dinner. Well, you... You'd, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we we go there and they're like, "What's the old ninety sixer?" It's like, "Oh, it's a ninety six ounce steak. If you eat the whole thing, everybody's meal is free." True. And and he's like, you know, he goes, "Oh yeah, well, I can try that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, sure." Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> you ever you ever done a, a food challenge? No, no. I've done a wing challenge. I've, I've tried to eat like a really spicy wing. I think I only eat half of it. I love spicy food. You know me. I do like, too. I love yeah. spicy food. Dude, they gave me gloves. Sometimes it hurts. They gave me gloves. They gave me a glass of milk and one wing. It was like five bucks. You have to sign a freaking waiver. Really? One wing. Uh, I ate about half of it before I thought I was going to die. My friend Amato um, ate the whole thing, and then he went camping the next day. <laughs> he came and? back. I was like, how was your camping trip? He's like, horrible. Did he shit his horrible. pants? Oh, man. He's like, it was explosive. Yeah, it was like. It was just the Scoville unit on that heat was outrageous. It was. So it was bad. There is a food challenge here in town that I want to try over oh, it, at Mutz. At Mutz, yeah, they got the yeah. big ass burger, right? It's this ridiculously it's like ten patties or it's something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Mutz is delicious. If you're ever in St. Cloud, try <clears> them out. Yeah, if you want a good burger. Um, but the one food challenge I did do and conquered isn't isn't really like a gluttonous challenge. It mm-hmm. was more like the spicy Scoville, yeah, uh, sort of shit. I was in Portland, Oregon, in 2011. Prior to my trip to uh, uh, through BC, and I went to this place called Salv- Salvador Molly's. <clears throat> That's a great name. Yeah, where it's it's sort of like this cross between like Frida Kahlo. Or Frida Kahlo is like all over the place. So it's like a Frida and, and Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali, uh, and it's like this this sort of like mishmash of the two people or something like that. And they have a, a food challenge where you have to eat these four habanero like cheese puffs or uh, fried balls or what what have you and habanero on its own isn't isn't terribly spicy if you like 
spice. You know, I like habaneros, but they, to, like, they, 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 they can make you, they'll still make you sweat. Yeah, they sure will. Well, I was like, okay, habaneros are nothing. Like, I like jalapenos, habaneros. I've done scorpion peppers. I've done ghost peppers. I didn't think this was going to be terrible. And there's only four of them. Mm-hmm. So you have, I think, 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes to consume all three or all four, plus at least the majority of, like, the sauce on the plate. Do it quickly. <clears throat> I, I went boom, boom, ate two of them first, mm-hmm. got some of the sauce up, you know, scooped it up, and, like, immediately... It started burning so Sizzle, bad <laughs> to the point where I was like, oh, you'll bring me some milk, pineapple juice, bring, bring it all. Just bring it all. And they get over there and they drop off the, 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 the things that are supposed to alleviate. <clears throat> and I, I did made the bad move of drinking a, a sip of water right after the burn. Yeah, started no, 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 no. Straight. Yeah. Just milk, man. Go straight for milk. And then I just like just powered through the last two and it just tried to absorb the pain. And uh, I got through it. And, and I got credit for it, and I got my my picture on the wall, and I'm you get doing a free this. shirt or something. <laughs> I bet nobody's photo looks good in that thing. Uh, no, but I got my photo on the wall. And was it man versus food? Was yeah, he did. It. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't. He didn't conquer it the first time. He didn't time. conquer it. No. So I'm on the wall, and he's not. Yeah, never drink bread or water. Like drink if, bread. No, eat bread. Sorry, eat bread oh. or drink water. Like the milk. Like the minute. Like don't oh, yeah. don't try to. Do, if if it's too hot, instantly grab a glass of milk. What I learned on uh, you ever watch Hot Ones? Uh, where they do the the, oh, the, the chicken inter- wing interviews? Yeah, the interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Gordon Ramsay on there, and Gordon Ramsay brought <clears throat> brought uh, his own fucking hot sauce. No, he brought his own uh, diffuser, cure, cure okay, for yeah, it. Yeah. And what his his deal was that he would get lemon juice, the the the, the plastic lemon juice things you can get. In yeah, the, yeah, the little squeeze bottles. And just, oh yeah, because the citrus in your mouth. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, old ninety uh, sixer. Well, while he's eating the ninety sixer, um, which hilarity ensues. Uh, the raccoons are breaking into the house. Yeah, because they're like, ah, no big deal. The entire time, Buck is like looking at his clock, like, "Come on, Dad, what the fuck? I need to go." Yeah, why didn't he just leave? I I don't know. Maybe his parents have been like, "Sit the fuck back down." Like, I don't know. I don't know. If I was fourteen years old and I got up from is a he table. only fourteen? I thought he was like sixteen in this. I, he's a teenager, but still, you're on vacation with your family, and you just yeah. get up from a table to walk away. My family would be like, "Sit your ass down. You're gonna finish the meal." And- I'll tell you what. I want to go. I want to go vacation in this town. The town looks like a lot of fun. It looked fun. It looks I, like a lot of fun. It, well, where they filmed it, I mean, uh, I would stay there because I want to go to Yosemite, like definitely. Oh, for sure. Um, after they're done, Bucky goes out, or Bucky Buck goes out to find the girl. She had been waiting. She ended up piecing out like deuces. <clears throat> yeah. They go home. They find out the <clears throat> the, the raccoons had torn up the trash inside the house, and of course, Roman like they're carrying John Candy in. Yeah. And Roman's like, oh, my God, look at the maggots. And then John Candy goes to puke. They all follow him. He pukes. And then they run out of the house like, oh, like it's nastier than the fucking maggots. Right. And then <clears throat> next morning is a, like an five, early morning 5 a.m. fishing trip that he has planned. <laughs> yeah. And all, for all the guys. So all, yeah. all the men are out there. And it's like, these worms are really big. He's like, they're leeches. <laughs> Did you notice that uh, in that shot? It's really it's a matte painting. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can see how it's like a like a curtain. Yeah, yeah. There's like ripples like, in it, and like they're they're like in creases. They're in like a pool, but you can yeah. definitely tell that it was a matte painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they fall asleep. They all fall asleep. They wake up. It's raining, and there's leeches all over them. Yep. Um, Buck keeps trying to call Cammy at the A and W, but she ain't answering because he stood her up. Right, and this is where the adults in the house uh, kind of have like their first major disagreement all I, four of them are i arguing. have a clip of that i don't have the whole clip because okay. it's a very long scene but i have a majority of it just so you can kind of see yeah, um, it's where the their true emotions about what's going on really come out and come to a head yeah here it is 
Now what are you up to? What does it look like I'm up to? Well, it looks like you're wanking your crank. I'm trying to build a fire, all right? You might as well pour ice cubes in there. You're never going to have a fire going that way. You don't crumple a newspaper up. You twist it. Twist it. Lengthwise. Just simulate kindling. That's the way you get it gone. Maybe, Roman. Just maybe I'm trying to heat up the flu. Oh, he's heating the flu. Meanwhile, the human beings in the room are freezing to death. I'm really not cold. Not at all. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I'm so sorry, Roman. Forgive me. Why don't you come over here and show me how to do it? You talk a great game. Come on over. Let's see a little action. After all, you know everything. You know exactly what to do at any given moment. Katie, you were absolutely right. We should have gone to Europe. Or maybe even Haiti. Or Antarctica. Or the Dead Sea. Would have had a lot more fun. Is that a fact? Well, nobody forced you to come up here, buddy boy. As a matter of fact, I don't remember anybody inviting you up here. Do you remember inviting him? I sure as hell don't. And what exactly is that statement supposed to mean? You figure it out for yourself. No, 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 you specify, you clarify for me, all right? Just as a common courtesy, if you don't mind. You know damn well what he means. I think they're trying to say that we're not welcome. Aha! Uh -huh. What did I hear? We've got a bingo! You did figure it out, Kate. So, now it's all starting to ooze out. It's very interesting, isn't it, Katie? Yeah, very. Especially since we threw aside our plans, and we had a great European vacation plan, threw aside our plans to come up here to show these dead asses how to start to learn to have a good time. Thanks for ruining my vacation, Ripley. What was that? Ruining your vacation? Is that what you said? Oh, come on. I don't believe, I don't believe I heard you say that. You'd better believe it. Don't push it, Roman. You ain't even seen pushing yet. You know the trouble with you, Ripley? You wouldn't know a good time if it fell out of the sky, landed on your face, and started to wiggle. Oh, you got an awful lot of nerve, Roman. A lot of nerve. It served me well. I'm the one with the Mercedes. By the way, is it paid for? So, yeah, I kind of cut it off early. It's a really long argument. And yeah. pretty much, like, they all get into it. And then Roman kind of turns it around. He turns it around because he goes, you know, yeah. he tells this story of, you know, when we got married, uh, you and your brother were in in the bathroom and you, yeah. you said something bad about me. I heard you. And Chet's like, oh, my God, I don't remember that. I was really yeah, drunk. Yeah, he kind of makes him feel guilty for it. And then he says, well, the reason I came up here was yeah, because I had I, an investment opportunity for yeah, you. Yeah, 25 grand. Can you come up with it? Yeah. And he's like, no, but I can write you a check for what I have. And they end up writing, he ends up writing a decent-sized <clears throat> check. Yeah, I don't think we ever really, like, see exactly how much it was, but even his wife was like, oh. Yeah, well, I, have, I have a little clip of this also. Um, so I know it's going to come to you a back-to-back clip. So when, okay. when Roman and the whole family leaves, um, uh, Annette Benning, Roman's wife, uh, kind of is talking to him in the car, and here it is. Well, I think it's a real testament to the strength of the family that we can disagree so vehemently and get on each other's nerves so badly over the past week and still part on good terms. Absolutely. After all the disagreements that you and Chet had, you still thought to include him in that investment. And, I, you know, I thought it was a wonderful moment of trust on his part that he wrote you that check. That's a lot of money for him. From what I gathered from Connie, it's probably half a year's salary. I wouldn't be surprised if that was Ben and Buck's college money. You know, you have a knack with money, and I think it's great that you're sharing it with him, and I think it's great that he accepted your offer. 
that he trusts you with his financial well-being. Uh, I hope this investment really works out for them. I gotta go back. What, did you forget them? Honey, you're scaring me. Are you all right? I'll be all right once I settle this. Bucky's looking for the girl. This is a little side scene. I hate the teenage romance music. Roman, what are you doing? Katie, sit down. What? Katie, you'll need to sit down to hear what I have to say. Chad, I'm going to level with you. I'm a phony. I'm a fraud. I'm a fake. From my $15 imitation Bally slip-ons to our replicated Rolexes. Oh. We're broke. <laughs> We're bankrupt. We're busted. We're busted? We were living well, right? Well beyond our means. I'm full of shit, Chad. I haven't been trading in over two years. This deal came up. It looked good. I got overextended. Couldn't meet my calls. I lost my seat on the exchange. I go to work every morning. But now I wear a blue runner's jacket and fetch coffee. I lost everything. Why didn't you tell me? Did you think that I wouldn't understand? Oh, baby, I knew you'd understand. But I also knew you wouldn't let me come up here and put the bite on Connie and Chet. It was my only last hope. Now look, Roman. Now you know I never turned my back on family. I know. That's why you came up here. And by the way, that story about you and your brother in the can at the wedding, I made it up. You what? You made it up? And the, the guy gets struck by lightning in this scene again, so 67 times. <clears throat> also, before, or in that previous clip, <clears throat> uh, Dan Aykroyd says, you ruined my European vacation. Yeah. Which was a movie also written by John Hughes. Um, you also hear the, the the twins they left in the car like yeah. they really don't care about their no. fucking children no they don't uh, they got out of the car and they're you know slickers and they uh, with a flashlight and they play in the rain in the mine that rain. we found uh, lightning strikes the power goes off they're like oh where are the twins and they go check they can't find the twins so mm -hmm. the girls are headed to the mine where right, they were yeah. playing earlier uh, Chet and Roman they go looking after them the girls end up falling into the mine right um which and is kind of uh, which is funny because they're like like one of them's holding like a box of uh, like dynamite. It's it's a blasting cap. Oh, bl uh, there you go. But, but there is caps. dynamite just floating around in this pool of water. <clears throat> um, Chet and Roman go to find them. You can hear the kids like we're coming. And, yeah. And Roman, the dad, is like, oh, "I'm claustrophobic. I can't. Yeah, do I it. can't go in there." And, and he's Chet like, "You're kinda, a father." He's like, "You're yeah, get in there. Be a fucking man." <clears throat> yeah. And as he's going down, he's like, I'm going to go get some rope. And uh -huh. I, lo I love when John Candy's like, just just don't think about small places like uh, uh, submarines or, or, a uh, coffin. or a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, actually pretty quickly, like Roman escapes with the kids. He gets out of there relatively easily. Yeah, he's like, um, he's, like he's like, it's wet and there's dynamite. All the while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, all the uh, while, the bear is actually where the bear lives because he's, he's using those those burrow holes. Like the, yeah, the, 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 the boreholes. Uh, it's sort of like as a cave. And um, so Chet returns with the rope after Roman had already left. And they're, they're, uh, he starts to, to rig up the, the rope. Yeah, he throws the it down. He's like, grab it. The rope, yeah, grab it. it. 
Yeah, it just pulls when you're ready, and then he goes around the tree, and you know, it, uh-huh. the, and of course the bear pulls, throws John Candy, and he's like, "Oh my God, we need to talk about your weight problem." We yeah. Need to talk, yeah, 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 yeah. But finally, he he thinks that he gets everybody up the shaft, and, and he's he face to face with this bear. It's the bald headed bear of it Clare is. County. Dum, dum, and dum. clearly, uh, you know, that's a scary moment. So he fucking takes off and he runs from the bear. Yeah, and you get a he's lot of John Candy like, oh, give me alone. Give me alone. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm going to die. Uh, and and was, we were talking about before about bear safety. Ever, ever run from a bear. It will outchase you. you. It will. It, you become prey. Yeah, think, now it's a game. Of, <laughs> right, because bears only chase things that run from them. And the, what, what I learned about uh, bear safety is if you come up upon a bear, usually they're, what they're going to do is what's called a false charge. Is the, they'll kind of do like a boom, boom. They'll run at you just for a few paces. And just to stop. see if you run. And what they say, especially if you're alone, the best thing to do is try to like open yourself up, be real spread big. your arms and legs apart, and just yell. Yell out and be like, hey, bear, hey, bear, where are I? Just be loud as fuck. And if you have like a bunch of people with you, get in close and try to make yourself look like one larger animal. Mm. And that's the best way to do it because if you run, they're going to give chase. I think if I was in Alaska and I saw a lunch. Kodiak bear, I'd shit my pants. Well, you don't see, see well, I guess depending on where, where you in are, Alaska you are, you may or may not see a Kodiak, but there's a lot of brown bears and grizzes in the parts where I was, or what they call cinnamon bears, which are like black and brown. A little uh, mixed race. <clears throat> I guess. I don't know how that works, but uh, I only encountered a bear once, and that was when I was driving, um, and I drove right past it. Now, the biggest fucking bear I've ever seen in my life was when also on that same trip when I was driving through uh, British Columbia, we were passing an area called Leard. Uh, and this is kind of a fucked up story, too. Not not in the sense that anything bad happened, but we missed a, a real opportunity to find some reprieve. Because we're out in the middle of nowhere, B.C. We're driving through these mountain roads. There's really nowhere to stop and rest. Three of the people in the car are sick. It's cold outside. It's raining. And we're still like Sounds hours. like the beginning to a horror movie. Yeah, actually. <laughs> we're, we're, we pass what is probably the only cabin and last chance gas that we have for another for miles and we're running out of, out of fuel. And so we stop at this, this uh, little lodge that isn't open, but they have a gas pump. Mm-hmm. And we look it up and it turns out that, okay, they're not going to be open for another six hours. So we decide to pull off on the side of the road and, and just park and try to sleep. And it's cold and it's miserable. Everybody's complaining. It, it was the worst. So then the sun comes up. I go into the, the, the lodge. I was like, can I get, can I get some gas? We're, we're trying to get it back on the road. And they're like, yeah. So we get the gas. We get back on the road. Eventually the trip ends. And then I tell, I'm telling someone about this story <clears throat> about how we're in Leard. And <clears throat> as I'm leaving Leard, <clears throat> it's so, so dark that um, it wasn't until I was upon this animal, like 15 feet away from me, that I could see the fucking size of this bear. Size <clears throat> of your car? Massive, yeah. And we were in a Jeep. And so I, I see this goddamn bear, and I'm telling someone, I saw this guy, big goddamn bear. And they were like, oh, man, where'd you see it? And I was like, it was a place called Leard. And they were like, oh, man, did you stop at the hot springs? And I was like, what? And they're like, there are hot springs in Leard. That's what they're famous for. And I was like, there are hot springs in Leard. There's hot springs in Utah. 
that you can go to? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. I didn't know that. And I go back and I tell the, the girl, my girlfriend at the time, she was the one I was taking the trip with up mm -hmm. from, from Portland. And I was like, remember that place we stopped in and waited for six hours to get gas and it was cold and rainy and fucking miserable? And she's like, yeah, there were hot springs about 100 <laughs> yards away from us. <laughs> yeah, could take a little stroll and a dip. Yeah. And so, I don't know. We, 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 it, was, it was a miserable trip, but it was also a learning experience. And uh, I'll never do that again. With, every, every, with every time I think of a hot spring, all I can think of is Dante's Peak. Where the people get like, <clears> oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent movie. Um, Actually, so, funny, funny, yeah. funny enough, uh, remember how there's like somehow there's those parallax movies that happen every once in a while, mm. like Dante's Peak and, and Volcano. Volcano. Yeah. Um, well, in this year, 1988, there were two country set comedies that came out two weeks apart from each other. This one and Funny Farm. Oh, Funny Farm came out in 88? Yeah, two weeks apart from this one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Uh, he gets back to the house. Uh, it's I'm gonna play the clip. You heard it kind of at the beginning. I think I have a little more to it. Um, right. He, you know, John Candy opens the door, shuts it. He's he's barricading the door with his back, and he's, just... hey, he's back, everybody. <laughs> hey, 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 hey,
Okay, let's roll. All right. Can't believe it. I'm actually gonna miss this place. Uncle Chad? Yes, sweetheart. I had a really good time. Oh, well, I'm glad. Thanks, Uncle Chad. My pleasure, sweetheart. I hope you had a great time. We had a nice time having you. And we're gonna miss you. Will I see you soon? And don't drive too fast. <laughs> All right. Take your seats. In the trunk. <laughs> Roman, knock it off. Cammy, if you're out there, I just want you to know I, I don't blame you for hating me. City boys always talk to themselves. Look, I'm really sorry. I want you to go back to Chicago, a crazed, lovesick maniac. You won't be able to look at another girl without comparing her to me. Sounds good to me. You're a good man. You're the best. You're not so bad yourself. You drive safely. Thanks. Race you home. You got it. <laughs> Race you home. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Race you home. Why would he say race me home? I mean, he lives away the hell out in Oak Park. It's just till he gets on his feet, honey. I think you should be proud of him not wanting to take your loan. What are you saying? Huh? What are you saying? We have plenty of room. Connie? If he beats he us... He is not staying in Honey, if he beats us, Hun? he'll get the good spot in the yeah. garage. To the memories. To the memories. Chester. Buckley. <laughs> get the hell in the car. We gotta beat off the wall. Move it, move it, move it, everybody! And then after that clip, it goes into a music video of Na 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 by yeah. Wilson Pickett, which is a great music video. You get to see. Isn't that the same song that's used in Fern Gully? It is. Yeah? Yeah. I thought so. That he listens to? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great music video, which is funny that you said the director did music videos, so he puts a music video at the end of the oh, thing. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Also, Buckley, when he's like talking to the girl, I made the joke. He's like, it's like you know, you better not think of other girls, and they start kissing. I was like, uh -huh. and I'm just waiting for Buckley, like 40, like, and kids, that's when I got my first handy down at the dock. <laughs> got myself a tugger. So what do you... Uh, what do you th what do you think of the movie? Well, duck wise, I think it's fine. Uh, uh, it's you know watching it as an adult now, I, I feel like some of the it was kind of thrown together kind of fast. Maybe the mm -hmm. script was kind of like hastily written, um, but there's so many like classic moments that you know it's it's a great summertime movie. You know, for maybe people our age, I don't know if younger kids would dig I it. I think they would. Maybe, yeah. Um, uh, there was one final little piece of info that I thought was interesting. The cabin set was built on the Universal Backlot, which we talked about, um, which is also where Bob's uh, Country Bunker from Blues Brothers was also built. Bob's involved, Country Bunker. Involving, you know, these same two actors. Um, but if I were going to duck rate it, <clears throat> I'd say it's a solid three ducks. Solid three? Yeah. I'm going to have to five duck it. Oh, yeah? Because right. it's John Candy and everything sure. that man does is gold. And yeah. it's a, it, like to me, this is a movie that I could watch tomorrow. I could watch this, yeah, anytime, any day. It's fun. I mean, yeah, it has its little plot holes, but it's mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's a great comedy, and uh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. There, there is an end credit scene, funny enough, uh, where we see yeah, the raccoons strange. again, yeah, 
And the raccoons are talking about the bear. And the bear is named Judy. Right? Jody. Jody. They, they revealed that the bear's name was Jody. They're like, they what's go, Jody doing out in the lake? Yeah, why she's sitting in the lake. It's like uh, she's bald on both ends now. Yeah, yeah. Some stupid ass <laughs> joke. Uh, are, do you have anything else to talk about? I mean, I mean that's really it. That's really it. It's a fun movie, and uh, you guys can watch it. I think it is available online. Yeah, I, think it was I, on I rented Voodoo. it. I rented it on uh, Prime for like four bucks. I think it, I thought it was available on Vudu for free or Tubi is or it? something. Oh, well, I didn't see it on Tubi. Okay. Or maybe I just didn't look hard I, th- I think maybe when we... Th- it's happened to us before when we say we we're going to do a do movie one. and then a week later they take yeah. it off. Didn't I, what, what movie did that happen to us with? Uh, Little Giants. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, there is a... Um, our next film we decided is a, a classic from 1972. Yes. Uh, it is the first X-rated cartoon movie. Yep. And it is called Fritz the Cat. By... Ralph Bakshi and Fritz the Cat is actually available on Amazon Prime. Excellent. So watch that. Uh, we want to thank our our Patreon guys for sticking with us through the COVID. I really appreciate everything you do. You guys, really yeah, you help guys us are out. awesome. You help us with um, putting this stuff out there. Uh, Copper Fox Tattoo Company in Kissimmee, Florida. Big thanks. And to them. other than that, guys, be safe out there and enjoy yourselves. Go. Did treat, we, yeah, go did ahead. we fail to mention that there is a remake of this movie in development? There is a remake in development with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, I probably will not see it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think Kevin Hart's terribly funny. I, I think he's a, funny in a lot he's of funny his, in parts. I think he's just I think yeah. he's he's overdoing himself. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's really just a bunch of like freak out short jokes and like I don't know. Well I'm always willing to give something I, a shot. I, I don't think I'll see it in theaters if it's on like Netflix. Yeah. Maybe I'll pop it in. Take a look, yeah. see what they did, any different. But yeah, that's that's about all I got, man. Well, let's go drink some more beer. Let's go drink some more beer. I'm actually craving mutts. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so be safe, guys. We'll see you later. I've been Josh. I have been the fish. The fish. That was. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Here we go.